4: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching
7: FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Shooting your shot. Welcome in the beginning. Of another edition of the Ben Baller Show as we are in the air everywhere together. Yes, we are hanging out as we shoot for the stars coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and fantastically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From the treatment, as we give you the silent treatment, unless we don't, because that's a fireable offense when you do what I do for a living. If you give someone the silence treatment, we will not give you the silent treatment. we will be very verbose. There will be no brevity. We will keep the VU meter moving all night long, providing marginal audio content from the Fox Sports Radio studios at a somewhat secret location in the Northwoods. So our lead this hour, not the Hall of Fame game. Not the Hall of Fame game. I can't do it. I, can't, I watched a little bit. There was a rain delay. I, uh, I saw Collinsworth's kid on TV there. Amazing. No nepotism at all there. I, I, I couldn't get into it. I, I couldn't. I, I watched what I usually watch. I watched a couple plays, and I was out. I moved on to the next. But our lead this hour does come from the NFL. We have new developments. In the NFL's appeal of the very light, very, very light, like a feather, punishment of Deshaun Watson. Yes, we circle back to the well one more time. And if you have not been paying attention over the last 24 hours or not, let me give you the thumbnail recap. So the commissioner... The one that gets sixty million dollars a year, Roger the Dodger Goodell, he had a decision to make. Does he adjudicate the appeal of Watson, or does he hand the baton off to someone else? Well, Roger Goodell has decided to hand the baton off to a New Jersey uh, former New Jersey Attorney General. He will be the person that hears the NFL's appeal of Cleveland Brown quarterback and creepster Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension for the most egregious violations the NFL has ever seen of their personal conduct policy. Who is the former Attorney General that is speaking? That would be none other than the Honorable Peter C. Harvey is his name. And justice is his game. I don't know. I have no idea. Never heard of this guy before. And I bet you my friends in New Jersey have never heard of this guy. But he served as the attorney general in the Garden State from 03 to 06. He also served as a federal prosecutor. He's got that on his resume as well. So let us discuss the question. Roger Goodell picking someone other than Roger Goodell to hear Deshaun Watson's appeal is this ludicrous or logical? So the answer is unsurprising, which I guess would mean logical. I've got a goat herder, Sherman tank, and matchbook. And we'll combine all of these into the soup, and we'll see what we get. Now, I don't, I don't really like soup. Ever since 09, I haven't really enjoyed soup, but we're just, I don't know what happened back then, but we're just going to roll, roll it all in and see what happens. A, Roger Goodell coulda, shoulda, woulda, in a perfect world, taking control of the situation, say, okay, that's a season suspension. Next, rubber stamp it and move on to the next. Be- because as the commissioner, the uh, the buck stops with him in the NFL. However, Roger Goodell knows the key to keeping a cushy job in corporate America is to have... A goat hoarder. You got to be a goat hoarder, right? You got to, you got to have a goat. You need scapegoats. You need scapegoats. The commissioner hiring this former New Jersey Attorney General is strategic. As a goat herder, you need the scapegoat, and this is your scapegoat. Good or bad or ugly, it doesn't matter. Roger can pass the blame. Roger the Dodger can dodge full culpability. What I mean by that is. That Goodell can simply take some antibacterial hand soap and wash his hands, scrub a dub dub with the matter, shrug his shoulders, and say, I, "I don't know." You think? Just you think for a second that if he had done this on his own, whatever the decision, half the side of the uh, the electorate would be upset. But the fact that he hired this guy outside of the NFL's umbrella, you think? Just maybe that he conveyed to Peter C. Harvey that, hey, here's what I need done. You think that conversation came up off the record? The old nod, nod, wink, wink. The smart money says yes. And so Goodell can shrug his shoulders at the result of this. The, The NFL has a better chance, we are told, of winning the impending federal lawsuit challenged by Watson since they used Someone outside of the NFL and they love in legal circles credentials. They can't get enough of credentials and the NFL also loves credentials. And this former Jersey judicial big shot, who's now a lawyer for a law firm out of New York, he's got a big fat resume and they love resume. You can sell the resume. Look at the resume, Attorney General, Federal Prosecutor. Check, check. Checks all the boxes. They like They like that kind of stuff when the lawsuit comes forward. And by the way, why do so many people who go into the law world use the middle initial? We have Judge Sue L. Robinson. Now we have lawyer Peter C. Harvey. Can we all agree? I know I agree with conventional wisdom that it is both pretentious and elitist when you use your middle initial. And it's, it's a case of where you're looking to flex that you are somehow smarter than the unwashed and you're more eloquent, more qualified. It's a douchebag move is what it is. It really is. Using, using the middle initial. Come on. All right, meanwhile, part B of this While that was going on in New York, Goodell was naming a deputy to be the fall guy and give out the punishment. In Houston, we had a pyrotechnic show made for television, courtesy of the ambulance chasing lawyer, the the guy that follows the ambulance around, Tony Busby, the attorney for 24 women who sued Deshaun Watson, and he put on a, a. Lights and smoke show for the cameras and the microphones there. Now, 23 of the 24 women have gotten a nice check from their lawsuit. Busby held a news conference. He actually had a couple of the the women who had sued and took a check of hush money who were there as well. But he took the opportunity, Busby, to criticize the six-game suspension handed out to Deshaun Watson, saying that this is not even a slap on the wrist, it's a kiss on the cheek. Watson likes a kiss on the cheek. Uh, The lawyer also questioned why the NFL only spoke to 10 of his clients and only presented four of those 10 cases when there were about 25 cases that were on the docket. The NFL only cared about 10 of them and really only four. Uh, Busby said, among other things, that it makes you want to scratch your head and wonder what the hell is going on? He essentially said that the NFL bungled the investigation, and he called the league's discipline policies a jumbled mess and inconsistently dismal. Then, if he wasn't done. But wait, there's more. Busby turned his Sherman tank turret towards Adam Schefter. Hello, uh, Watson. Watson not charged, right, Well, criminally in this case, and you might remember Adam Schefter tweeted out that quote, this is why Deshaun Watson from the beginning welcomed a police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out and today a grand jury did not charge him with any of the criminal complaints, close quote. Now Busby indicated that Schefter, the bigwig over there at ESPN, uh, never spoke to him. Throughout the long legal process, he blamed the General tone of that tweet as to why uh, more victims do not come forward. And uh, so, what did you make of the assault, the Sherman tank turret being pointed at Adam Schefter by Tony Busby? So, I've got threading a needle on this one. Like, Busby has one active case against Watson, but he is the attorney that agreed to 23. Checks being signed, meaning there are NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. So the way I understand it, that means that you cannot attack Deshaun Watson anymore. He's off limits because he paid for the ladies to be quiet. So instead, this was a pivot where they're like, all right, we'll just indirectly take shots at Watson, but we'll focus on the NFL screwing the pooch on the punishment. Now, as for Schefter, in in his eyes, Adam Schefter, in the attorney's eyes, Schefter's a fair target. Okay, he's a mouthpiece for Rusty Harden. It's pretty clear that Adam uh, just repeats stuff that agents and certain people send him for a lot of his content. I like Adam Schefter. I, I knew him before he went to ESPN when he was just a local writer in Denver, and he does a great job, but a lot of the stuff he sends out are press releases, it would appear, from... Uh, the the folks that are feeding him information. And this was pretty obvious, in my opinion. It's more likely than not that that came from Rusty Harden or one of the attorneys for Deshaun Watson, and Adam just copied and pasted it and sent it out. So Busby, he decided to go carrot top and become a prop comedian here by blowing up the Schefter tweet and putting it on a piece of poster board as a prop to get attention. Embellishment. Schefter goofed up on that tweet. He apologized for it. He realized the mistake of his ways, or someone told him the mistake of his ways, and he has been a clearinghouse for those type of lawyer or agent releases. Uh, But let's not give him too much power. We love football. Football's number one in this country. But in the real world, we know who Adam Schefter is, but there are more non-football fans than hardcore football fans. Most people have no idea who Adam Schefter is, okay? Uh, But it's low hanging fruit for Busby. And since he can't attack Watson, he's got to attack Schefter. And so he attacked the NFL and Schefter. All right, now, last word here. What about the other tentacle in this story? There has been a growing movement of Deshaun Watson apologists. I was directed by a listener to this show in the great state of Ohio to how crazy. This has gotten, we've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes of the show, but a listener directed me to a website that has gone next level. Now, the website, I'm not going to give the name out. I'm not going to give any publicity to it because I think it's ridiculous. I'm not going to give out the URL, but this attorney from, claims to be an attorney from Northwestern Ohio, and he is essentially putting together a defense of Deshaun Watson. He claims that Watson is actually the victim of a retaliatory smear campaign on behalf of the Texans and the NFL owners in general. And so how do you process someone coming out as a Deshaun Watson defender and saying that he is the victim of a smear campaign? So I, I read the propaganda. I found it to be cringeworthy. I file this one into the category of willful ignorance, and it's, it's like getting out a matchbook and getting ready to go, right? Gaslighting, a form of psychological manipulation in which you toss enough stuff out there, you muddy the waters, and you make whoever's reading that question their own sanity, their own perception of what's going on, and it's very effective. They've done studies over the years that have estimated that at least one out of every five of us will believe anything. So if you're not one of those people that believes everything, that means look around because one out of the other four will then believe anything. It's about 20% that will believe, you name it, the flying spaghetti monster is going to eat them. Uh, chop, chop. That's, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, good luck. On that,
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Maller here. You've
6: put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Into the injury tent you go. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Side by side as we find a happy medium. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast, and blisteringly, powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From the way, as we learn the heart of way, the Fox Sports Radio Studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. Good to have you alongside, and our lead this hour coming from the Gridiron. not the Hall of Fame game. But instead, we focus in on one of the big-name quarterbacks in the NFL. Some would say the most important quarterback in football right now, considering what this guy did in his last game, who is now dealing with an elbow injury. Did you see? Are you plugged in on the NFL news of the day? Maybe not. Dateline Los Angeles. We've learned that the reigning, Super Bowl champion quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who can ram it all day and ram it all night, has been sidelined. Why? Bad tendinitis in his right elbow. That's his throwing elbow. Stafford had a procedure done this offseason to help with the problem. Apparently, it didn't work. It's popped back up. Did not have surgery. He was given plasma injections. I wonder if he went to Tijuana to get those. I don't know. So what's the deal on this? Now, Sean McVay, boy wonder, the Ram coach, says, Well, he actually said something that was rather interesting. He said it's a little bit abnormal for a quarterback to have this type of injury. So that raised some eyebrows and said, wait a minute. What's up with that? a little bit abnormal, and the season begins in about a month. What are we doing? Holy cannoli! All right, so let us discuss. The question, how concerned are the Rams over Matthew Stafford's elbow? So anytime you ask a question of how concerned someone is, you have to turn to the most reliable source of concern in all of overnight talk radio. The Maller scale of concern, 1 to 10, with 10 being your arm amputated, the worst-case scenario. So 1 to 10 on the Maller scale of concern, and I am at a 3, a 3 on the Maller scale of concern. That's it, 3. I've got pinata, maytag, and rosary beads. And we will lock all of these random things together like Legos. We'll lock them in place. So, number one. one. Matthew Stafford being dinged up does not resonate with me as high crimes and misdemeanors. Does not resonate as a five-alarm fire. Uh, He has been able to handle the life in the blender, playing for a miserable Miserable team in Detroit all those years, getting beat up year after year after year. Stafford has been battered, bruised, and completely beaten over the course of his career. And if you look at all the injuries that have taken place, this is small potatoes is what this is. Uh, The Lions treated him uh, over the years like a human pinata at a child's birthday party, some eight-year-old's birthday party, and you blindfold the kids, you give them a Louisville slugger, and take a shot at the Stafford pinata. You get a swing, you get a swing, you in the back, everyone gets a swing. Now, the disheartening part of this is the fact that it's training camp. Not a game, not a game, we're talking about training camp. Typically, you start feeling out great. The, the, The season begins, you're feeling pretty good. And then you get served the sandwich, the knuckle sandwich, and that takes its toll through the season. And it's a war of attrition to the end of the regular season. But if you start out injured, that's not great. But despite that, I am at a three on this one because while it is discomforting, it's the throwing elbow for Stafford, this is the time of the year that Stafford wouldn't be playing anyway. It's not like he's going to learn anything new at this point. The NFL stopped practicing hard in training camp years ago. I wish they did play hard. You, if you saw, I watched five minutes, five minutes, five good minutes of the Jacksonville-Las Vegas game, and that's all I need to say. It was a bad product. I get that people like the logos and the helmets bouncing back and forth, but the product was unwatchable. And that's how most of these exhibition games are in the NFL. So Stafford wasn't going to play anyway. And he's got what I was told is thrower's elbow, like pitcher's elbow, which is an extremely common issue if you throw a baseball. Not something that normally happens with football. That's why Sean McVay said it's abnormal. But it's something that takes place – in spring training for pitchers quite often, they call it the dead arm period, and the recovery time on this, it's typically anywhere from a couple of weeks to a month. So if it's a month, then he'll be ready to go when the season comes around. At the first game of the season, he'll be ready to go. It's a soft tissue injury right around the elbow. and it, Now, we'll revisit this. If, if we kick off the regular season and Stafford's out there and he's He's looking like Chef Boy RD, and he's throwing out SpaghettiOs. We will take another look at this. But at this point, it's a three. I am only at a three on the Maller scale of concern. Now, page two. Is Matthew Stafford set up for a regression to the mean in 2022? I bring this up because I did get an email from one of you knuckleheads. uh, Steve, you know who you are. I don't even know where Steve is, but Steve sent me a, a message saying, Hey, I hope you enjoyed that Super Bowl because Stafford, he's going he's to not be the same guy this year. I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and I'm sure Steve's not the only guy that feels that way. It's a popular storyline, right? The doomsday crowd, uh, the same people that said Stafford was not going to win the Super Bowl are now saying he'll never win again uh, and all that. But on this one, I am Benny Brightside, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, not his first rodeo. He did not, in my eyes, have a career year last season. Some will say statistically he had a career year, but he left some touchdowns on the field. He played with better players, and Matthew Stafford has been over the course of his career as dependable as a Maytag dishwasher. Right, built strong and built to uh, you know, built to last and uh, last for the long haul. And and you look at the the cardboard, okay, and you know what you're gonna get. They still make football cards, but if you look at the pro football reference page of Matthew Stafford, when he has played with above-average talent around him, Stafford will give you somewhere between 35 and 40 touchdowns and around 15 interceptions. And he's sure to have a few hiccups where the turnover boogeyman haunts him and becomes problematic and all that, and he starts seeing... Uh, goblins and uh, apparitions and all that, that'll happen. And he he did see an exorcist during the playoffs to keep a lot of that away, but none of that matters now, right? And the numbers don't even really matter. It's all about wins and losses, wins and blankety-blank losses, not fantasy stats. And the fact that he averaged over eight yards per attempt was wonderful. But elite quarterback play. With the Ram receivers, if you are a halfway competent quarterback, you're going to have great numbers because the Rams are loaded, and Sean McVay is one of the great minds in football today. So I don't see a regression to the mean because I don't think Stafford went way above his ability level last season. He played very well, and there was a stretch where he was horrible for three consecutive games when the Rams couldn't couldn't get out of their own way. And everyone wrote him off. And, said they'll never win anything, and then they all look like donkeys when it was done. All right, final point. So let's do the worst-case scenario. Let's say that it's something more. We're, we're not getting told the truth here, that it's not actually a thrower's elbow or pitcher's elbow. There's something else going on. Could the Rams survive Matthew Stafford uh, missing, missing time? So could is a weasel word. So could they? Sure. It clearly depends on how long Stafford would be out. Next man up, do your job, all about, all about that. Now, we don't expect him to miss an extended period of time unless we're being lied to. But let's play devil's advocate, and let's imagine, if you will, a dimension where Stafford does miss a chunk of time. What do the Rams do? Now, the immediate reaction would be, well, you got to turn to rosary beads. right? you got to keep track of how many prayers you're going to make because you're going to need to make a lot of prayers. But never underestimate the power of a backup. And John Wolford's been hanging out. He's going to get the chance. You might not know who that is. He has been groomed under the Sean McVay umbrella for a couple of years. This is year three for John Wolford. And is there going to be a massive drop-off talent-wise? Sure, because Wolford's not somebody that was drafted as the number one pick like Matthew Stafford was, so he can't make all the throws. And Wolford, in his career, has only attempted 42 passes. 42 passes in, uh, in his NFL career. He did start one game in the regular season. He actually started a playoff game when Jared Goff was in the doghouse before he got sent packing, and he got hurt in that playoff game. It was against the Seattle Seahawks back in the day. And So the way I read the room, for three or four games, I think the Rams will be fine. After that, usually with a backup quarterback, if you have to play your backup more than a month, the league starts figuring things out, and it becomes an issue. Uh, and then you've got to start waving the yellow caution flag, and you don't want to do that because those imperfections, the uh, deformities start popping up, the moles and the warts start seeing the light and it becomes
7: a it becomes a problem be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern 11 p.m. Pacific I'm George Reister host of the Reister or wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports
2: business society and pop culture meet the truth That feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you wanna know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
7: your podcast. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
0: Tobolooks. Anthony
7: Edwards uh,
0: did an interview this week where he said that he thinks he could be the face of the NBA, and Who? that by the end of uh, next season, he'll be in the conversation for best player in the league. Ben, could you see either of those things coming to fruition?
6: Hard pass. I love Anthony Edwards' game, but Who? I th- believe he today is his birthday. He turns 21 years old, so happy birthday. He's now old enough to have a beer. And he's not even the face of the Timberwolves. It's still Carl Anthony Towns' cat. Uh, and the advice I would give Anthony Edwards is from Walter Payton, the old Chicago bear back in the day who said, when you're good at something, you tell everyone when you're great at something, they'll tell you. So
0: let other people say, what are you doing? All right. Next. Robert Sala revealed in a, uh, uh, on Wednesday that he believes Joe Flacco could still be a full-time starter in this league. Uh, Ben, Ben, would you rather have Joe Flacco over literally any other starter in the NFL?
6: Robert Sala ought to put down the whiskey because uh, uh, you're going to lose your job with that. And uh, there, there is actually one team, Seattle. I would rather have Joe Flacco yeah. than Geno Smith or Drew like,
0: Other than that, no. Next. Uh, it's being mean, reported, I'll be honest. It's being reported that the Lakers are giving Darvin Ham more power to bench Russell Westbrook down the stretch yeah. of games and potentially <laughs> even remove him from the starting five altogether. Could you see that happening, Ben? No, because Westbrook, you know he's not going to allow him to be held hostage by the Lakers. Are you kidding me? He already sulked last year.
6: He's going to have the trifecta of bad body language, right? Eye rolls, slouching shoulders, crossing arms, the look of death. Not going to allow that. How'd we do?
0: You pass this edition.
6: That is a winner. You can put it on the board.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Sent in by (laughs) actual Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week.
6: And away we go with our friend Weed Man. Have you found your teeth, Weed Man? You're missing teeth. It's unbelievable. Mice crawl up the the closet door. Do you know that? They can crawl on anything, up and down, anywhere. Have you thought about getting a baseball bat and swinging away, see if you can kill some of them?
5: They're fast. They're crazy. It's unbelievable. It's like I'm
6: living in a forest someplace. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get to the jokes here, Weedman Hippie. A long time. All right. Uh, did you know that Miami has an app like San Francisco? It shows where piles of feces are located. I did not know that. Maybe Weedman knew about that. Yeah, it, uh, no. apparently it, it must be malfunctioning, Eddie, because it only shows Weedman and Jed's houses. That's it. I don't understand. <laughs> it
7: yeah, yeah, that's it. Crap. That's right, it's like uh, Gary from Youngstown, music, Ohio.
6: Great. Uh, what did Lizzo do when she met Weed Man Hippie? Oh, I don't know. What did she do? Edibles. That's uh, what she did there. <laughs> uh, what did uh, That was from Brendan I from bet. Boston. Uh, what did uh, pot smokers like Weed Man have before the term 420? I don't know. What was the term they had before that? High Noon. They had <laughs> high noon. In it. It <laughs> uh,
5: did, did you hear me. that
6: Lizzo will be playing the sheriff in a new western? I certainly did not hear that. Yeah, it's called Gunfight at the Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> that is a solid joke sent by Brittany in Olympia, Washington, friend of Gordon. So thank you, Brittany, for that. What do you call Lizzo and Poppy standing next to each other? Oh boy, Lizzo and Poppy next to each other. What do you call that? Yeah, or call her Poppy. You call you call it fat losers, what you call it right there. That's what you call it. <laughs> why does Li, what? what do you call Lizzo? I hold on, maybe skip that one. Uh, why did Lizzo's DNA make her look fat in in pants? No. I don't know. I don't know. She has obesity genes. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Surfer, good Todd, Surfer Todd, the comedian, sent that one in. Did you know that Lizzo was an archaeologist? Archaeologist, yeah. I did not. It hey, Lizzo, night. Yeah, uh, she once ate 2,000-year-old French fries and said they tasted like ancient Greece. <laughs>
5: That's another good
6: joke. <laughs> That's disposable horse napkins, sent that one in. What is Lizzo's favorite geographical land feature? I don't wow, know. What oh is it? Lizzo. A gorge. <laughs> Alex, Alex, the cynical, sent <laughs> that one in. Even with, even with all of his millions, what will Kyler Murray never be able to do? I don't know. What will he never be able to do? Give Lizzo a hug. Uh, that's uh, Gordon. Uh, he's not the yeah. only one. Yeah. Short arms, that's funny. Gordon at Tacoma. Lizzo is, <laughs> is huge in Japan. She's very huge in Japan, Eddie. Well, isn't she huge everywhere? No, no, she's so huge that she's known as Bodzilla. That's how big she is, Eddie, right there. <laughs> that's that Eek in Roseville, <laughs> Minnesota. Why was Lizzo fine for swimming in the ocean? I don't know. Why was she fined for that? Glad you asked, Eddie. It turns out the law requires vessels her size to come equipped with a life raft, and she did not have one. So <laughs> that was Alex,
0: Alex, the cynical
6: from Houston sent that one in. And any jokes over there, Coopaloo?
0: Yeah, I've got one. Okay. Uh, what Ben Maller show feature is uh, Jed Who Fled's favorite? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, it was the six-line salute, but it wasn't exactly what he thought it was. <laughs> I
6: changed
0: it up a little bit. That was from Mason in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay.
6: I think he sent me – I don't know. I feel like I got a similar joke about Jed.
0: It's the, it's the same one. I, I, I changed it around. Oh, okay. You cleaned it up a little bit. I got it. I didn't really clean it up. I am just – I don't think anybody would get it the way that it was presented.
6: And uh, why don't we pause for the cost here? This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by our friends at Discover Card. Discover Card. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem. Rewards terms do apply. And the continuation of Big Ben's lame jokes. There's a lot of Deshaun Watson jokes, the jokes about some of you yahoos that call the show. We'll get to it all, and we will do it next.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, why do the Weed Man, are you there, Weed Man? Why do the mice, yeah. hit, why
6: do the mice at Weedman's place wear helmets? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Why? why do they do that? Because they're writing choppers. That's why. Eddie, they're <laughs> right. That was a, a late joke I submitted guess. by uh, we. That was from Just Josh in Cincinnati. A late joke That's great. from Just Josh on the fly to Weed Man. If you missed it, he is calling us without his teeth. He has lost uh, his teeth there. He believes that vermin in his apartment have stolen his teeth. Uh, what does uh, Roberto identify as when he's in the kitchen? I don't know. What does he identify as? A pansexual. <laughs> yeah, <right there. laughs> Cannot go wrong with the little uh, cooking uh, humor. You can't go wrong uh, with that. When in doubt, why didn't, Plastered humor, Paul, why didn't Plastered Paul become a lawyer? I don't know why. Could never pass the bar, Eddie. That's uh, a <laughs> tripping accusation. What, what is Eddie's favorite snack food? I really like potato chips. I don't know. No, no, you're wrong, Eddie. It's Cheetos. Cheeter. <laughs> cheater! <laughs> Brendan from Boston. <laughs> did, did you hear that Poppy was changing his name? Poppy, the caller from San Diego, is changing his name. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, his new name is Deadbeat. That's his uh, new name. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony in Anaheim, uh, let's see, page down. Uh, earlier this week, we found out that Angry Bill ran an illegal massage park. Yeah, I, yes, that was big news. Yeah, Bella is the only dog not to have settled. Other tw- The 20 other dogs have reached settlements <laughs> with Angry Bill, so we can report that. That's Kurt from Earth who sent that one in. Why does law yeah. enforcement believe Jed who fled is hiding out in the Grand Canyon? Well, I don't know. why. Why would they believe that? Well, he's a major crack addict, uh, Eddie. Uh, big there, no bigger crack than the Grand Canyon. Uh, that's Alex the Cynical. Uh, why hasn't Regina called in as much lately, Eddie?
5: Uh, I don't know. Why
6: not? Well, after that visit with Doc Mike, she suffered from P, T-S-D. No doubt. No doubt. Boom. Wow. I didn't write the joke. Kevin wrote the joke. Any other jokes over there, Loop? Do it, Cook, Do it. Do it. <laughs> I like that Weedman's encouraging bad behavior. I guess he's not going to do it. No, uh, he's not going to do it. Come on, why was, Come why, on. Was, why was Calvin Ridley uh, so mad that Deshaun Watson only got six games? I don't know why. Well, he had, he had a bet, Eddie, that several grand that he was going to get over eight games. So, Ridley lost the bet. He's very upset by that. so <laughs> uh, Chris in Des Moines. Did you know that Deshaun Watson is a huge fan of Hayes from Minnesota? I did not know that. Yeah, he loves everybody that works with stiffs. He's a big fan. Oh, man. (laughs) Nope, man, Mike in uh, Colorado. All right, the last one. Why does Deshaun Watson plan to practice his golf swing during his six-game suspension? I don't know. Why? Because he needs to work on his stroke, Eddie. That's surfer Todd the Comedian.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: The Koopaloop, hooray for Hollywood, hooray for Hollywood, Justin Cooper.
0: All right, we're going to start off uh, at the movie theaters. Uh, Coming out this weekend is a uh, a new movie called Bullet Train. And uh, basically... From what I'm gathering, this is uh, Brad Pitt's answer to John Wick. Uh, so far, the reviews are mediocre, but it looks fun, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, it also has, uh, I think Sandra Bullock makes an appearance in it, Bad Bunny also stars. Well, oh, Bad, Bad Bunny, yeah. It. Hell I mean,
6: yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Bad Bunny? When I was a kid, I liked Bugs Bunny, but now I like Bad Bunny.
0: That's right. Uh Do you know what Bad Bunny's real name is? I I have no idea. I I didn't either, but I looked it up. It's Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. Yes. uh, (laughs) I'm fine with that, but when you hear Bad Bunny, you know Bad Bunny. Yes, right, exactly. Uh, So that is uh, that's what's coming out in theaters this weekend. Moving over to television, Uh, this actually premiered yesterday, last night, Thursday night. Beavis and Butthead is back again. Again? Yes.
6: I thought they died. They're back.
0: They are Amazing. back. Uh, are they
5: adults now?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but uh, Mike Judge does return as writer-producer and the voice of the two lead characters that is on Paramount+. Uh, and it's actually getting pretty good reviews, uh, so that should be available right now on the streaming platform. Oh, cool. And moving on to later in the weekend... Uh, (laughs) Why did your voice do that? That's a transition.
6: He's a professional broadcaster. That's what broadcasters do. They change their voice. Your voice is an instrument. It
0: goes, high And, low. (laughs) (laughs) I'm available right now. Uh, For for those of you that want something to watch with the family this weekend, uh, available on Apple TV Plus is a new animated feature called Luck, and it is from Skydance Animation, who's a... the head of the animation team at Skydance is the former Pixar leader, uh, John Lasseter. And it's. Uh, I watched the trailer for this. Uh, it's basically about a girl who thinks that she has really bad luck and then finds this, you know, luck kind of world and brings her bad luck with her. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is a voice in there. Simon Pegg, Jane Fonda, some of the names on that one. Uh, now, this one... I'm sure it will interest a lot of people, and uh, I have to admit something here. So, this movie, there's a new movie on Hulu right now. It's called Prey, and it is a streaming only prequel to the Predator film franchise, oh, cool. uh, which I have never seen. I've never seen a oh. Predator movie. Get yet. to
5: the chopper! No! <laughs> Kill me!
0: I'm here! Kill me! <laughs> Precisely. Uh, no, it's what's good. In
6: Eddie, what's in Eddie's drink over
5: there? <laughs> no, Roberto is playing too. Yeah. A yeah.
0: Predator. But um, uh, This one is directed by the same director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. And uh, that one's getting pretty good reviews as well. I believe if I read this correctly, it is a all uh, Native American cast. I think. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Racist. Um, I, I know. Right. Uh, so then moving on to. Oh, this one I'm excited about. Oh, okay. So all the other stuff he was not excited about, (laughs) but now this is exciting. I've actually never heard of this, but I'm not like an uber comic book nerd. Uh, But there is a new drama slash fantasy series on Netflix. It's available right now. It's called The Sandman, and uh, it is based on a DC comic series uh, that I've never heard of. But uh, it's got a lot of... uh, uh, Game of Thrones actor is in this one. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays Lucifer. Uh, you've also got Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Uh, Patton Oswalt is in this. Mark Hamill. Uh, so a uh, lot of lot of big names, and uh, it's getting uh, pretty good reviews so far. Ten episodes streamed today. They vary wildly in tone and genre from episode to episode. Uh, and so, yeah, apparently it's an original 1980s story. The Sandman, you know the dream guy gets gets kidnapped, I guess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking that out as well, and I will uh, I will get back to you guys on that. And then last oh two oh. big two big <laughs> things oh, here, see, uh, <laughs> breaking news. Yes, two breaking big news. things. Uh, of course, on Tuesday of is course. the premiere of Hard Knocks. Training camp with the Detroit Lions, Oh boy! HBO at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Perfet, somewhere Campbell. has his pants down. <laughs> Chris, Chris Perfett and Joel, Joel Elliott will be the two people that watch two this. Two people behind
6: the scenes at Fox Sports Radio <laughs> who love the Lions. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have more Lion fans here than anyone else in radio outside Detroit. That's true. Yeah. And then get this one, Bernie Ferrado. you throw him in there, too. That's right. Bernie loves the Lion. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he worked on the Lion radio broadcast. Ah, okay. Imagine doing Lion talk. Holy Woo-wee. crap. That must be depressing.
0: <laughs> so the last thing I want to bring up, Ben, uh they are rebooting Password. The oh, no! game of the stars!
5: stars. Yeah, password We're
6: get from, from the show! We're gonna get sued again like we did with Jeopardy. Oh no!
0: Uh so
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm- Contact the legal department at Fox
7: Sports
0: Radio. (laughs) Oh, they'll be contacting you. Uh, uh, Kiki Palmer hosts uh, the revival of the classic game show... (laughs) On what a great idea. <laughs> Password. I think it'll work. <laughs> on, on NBC at 10 p.m. Their contestants oh.
6: won't be as good as ours, though, that's for sure. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. No, no, uh, and no, no. that is Coop Scoop on Entertainment. Oh, wonderful.
6: All right. Thank you for that, Koopaloo. If
4: you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find yours in online or in a store near you at Zin.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at and first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: MTV's official Challenge podcast is
3: back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira.
4: The wait is over, guys. All Stars for is